ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Thursday, January 5th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan, here until 6 o'clock, and then I'm here a little bit longer. We got her basketball coming up today. The Herds on the road taking on Georgia Southern. You have any fond memories of Marshall facing off against Georgia Southern? Maybe not so much on the basketball side, but on the football side. Do you remember those days a little bit? If you're a little younger Herd fan, maybe you don't. But if you're an older Herd fan, long-standing Herd fan, long-time Herd fan, not older, but long-term Herd fan, long-standing. What were those memories? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I just have more of the memories of, well, one, when Marshall first faced off against Georgia Southern, how Georgia Southern was able to just take the herd to the woodshed. And then Marshall was able to get on top of this series in football. Basketball, of course, I don't know if I have the fond memories or, or vivid memories of Marshall and Georgia Southern and basketball than I do football. I think I remember football, or at least I remember it for football more than I do anything for basketball. So hopefully that changes tonight. We've got it for you coming up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and on 93.7 The Dog. So looking forward to it. We get underway at uh, 6 o'clock with our pregame. Uh, we got some good news. I mean, we can keep an eye and following along uh, the progress of DeMar Hamlin, and he's responsive, so that is good. T. Higgins was uh, was asked about it, told that he was responsive, and when he heard about Hamlin being responsive and he heard about Hamlin asking doctors, he, Hamlin asked the doctors who won the game, um, and Higgins replied, he said, I had a smile when I heard because that's something I would have asked too. So that's good. That is something that makes me happy to hear. That you know, He's, he's asking, who won the game? Uh, we weren't thinking about the game, man. After, after that, we were thinking about you. So I would have asked probably too, hey, who won? Who won? Did the Bengals win? Did the, the Bills win? And it looks like that they're not going to make this game up. There's not going to be a replay. There's not going to be a makeup date. So I don't know what that ultimately means for seeding. Probably it's going to mean the Bengals are, if the Bengals can beat the Ravens, probably locked in as a three seed. The Chiefs are probably going to be locked in as a one seed. The Bills more than likely a two seed. I mean, there, there is the, okay, what do we do now? But I'm happy that we've got DeMar Hamlin on the right side. And I hope that continues. So I'm excited about that. I'm happy about that. Uh, big news for Herd fans today. And we'll get more on this tomorrow. There's going to be an introductory press conference tomorrow. The Board of Governors met today. And when I mean met... And they live stream these things because public institution. But they have the right to go into executive meetings. So they go into executive meetings. So the live stream's turned off. 
I think there were 19 of us at one point watching this thing. I was up watching it. I know Luke Creasy over at HD Media, the Herald Dispatch, was watching this thing. I don't know how many of you watched this thing. We just watched the screen. And then they come back, and we get the approval here to um, make some contracts happen. And the board approved additional contracts. So there are contracts for additional athletics personnel. And that means, I'm sure, support staff. I'm sure that means assistant coaches. And that means different personnel. But the Board of Governors approving today Marshall University President Brad D. Smith making a hire, Christian Spears making a hire. And the university has hired Gregory Beals as the head baseball coach of the Thundering Herd. Now, we knew this was going to happen. If you follow along, Beals leaving Akron, Beals changing his social media profile to reflect the change, and then Tim Donnelly being named as the uh, head coach of Akron. So congratulations to Tim, by the way, for, to, to Donnelly. Congratulations to Donnelly. And... Beals is the 29th head coach in program history, the news release read today. So, I'm interested about the Akron situation. Beals was hired as the head coach of the University of Akron in July. He spent 12 seasons as the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. And what do you do at Ohio State? Well, Three appearances in the NCAA tournament, and they were recent, 2016, 18, and 19, and two Big Ten championships in 2016 and 19. His record with Ohio State was 346, 288, and 1. He has a legacy of having some top players, 48 All-Big Ten performers, 32 student-athletes to pro contracts, 21 academic all-Big Ten student-athletes, and seven All-American honorees. The GPA was 3.09. And he's also familiar, of course, with the region, not only with Ohio, Ohio State, obviously. He was a head coach at Ball State, 243 wins, 202 losses there. 2006 Mid-American Conference Tournament title and the NCAA Tournament berth. So he has some NCAA experience. He's been at a program that's probably, I don't know if you would say Bowling Green would be comparable to Marshall, but he's been at Ohio State, which is a higher level program at the moment. So he has some experiences at higher level he also has experiences at maybe not a higher level with Bowling Green. And I know the university's high on him for what he was able to do on the academic side as well. I know the university wants to see the student athlete not only have a great experience, but to excel in the classroom. I know that seems to be a renewed focus, so the university is high on him there. And we'll find out more tomorrow. We'll find out more tomorrow. Introductory press conference coming up. 
4 o'clock. I'm going to be over at the presser tomorrow. So we'll be there for the show. Hopefully we can get a, a one-on-one with the new head coach, Gregory Beals. And if we can't, um, I think we're going to have some stuff tomorrow anyway that's going to be just for us and not necessarily from the presser. So stay tuned. We'll have some things that maybe you won't be able to hear initially. I'm looking forward to that. And we're going to do it tomorrow from Marshall. I'm excited. So we got a new coach now. we got a new baseball park coming. Not, not yet, but it's coming. And there's a renewed focus and push for baseball. You're spending all this money. You're clearing the space. You're going to lay down the foundation, and you're going to build this thing finally. It's finally going to be built. And I'm going to actually step foot in a new, modern baseball facility for Marshall Baseball. How crazy is that? We're at that point now. It it's actually close. We're going. I mean, you don't spend all this time. You don't go out and get a new. You don't clear the deck, and you don't go out and get a new baseball coach that you're putting a lot into. I mean, there's going to be a lot of expectation here. New facility, renewed sense of urgency. You're in one of the better baseball leagues in college athletics, you're going to have an opportunity to to really build something here, start something off. Look what a new facility did for men's soccer. And now Marshall's a soccer school, or so I'm told. National championship doesn't hurt. And you're in a league with a program like Coastal Carolina that's won a national championship. So you end up being in a, a better situation baseball league-wise and you want to have some of the best facilities you possibly can. So, of course, there's going to be a renewed effort and push here to make baseball bigger, stronger, faster. What do you think of the hire? I think that's the, that's the big question here. What do you think of the hire? Pre-press conference, what do you think of the hire? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Was there someone else that was out there that you, as a, a herd fan, you were thinking, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could get that coach, that person to be the coach? Or are you good with the hire? Again, this is pre-presser. This is pre-anything. This is, here's the announcement. Gregory Beals, head coach. Of the Thundering Herd. 29th head coach. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. We'll get some of your text in. We've got football to talk about. Can you believe it? We know some of Marshall's new foes. In the uh, Every year there's a crossover game on the road and their crossover game at home. We know those opponents now for the Thundering Herd. We'll talk about that and we will get some of your text in as well. Again, 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday, January 5th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Marshall's got a new baseball coach. It'll be official. At least we'll get the introductory presser tomorrow. Gregory Beals has been hired as the head baseball coach of the Placing former baseball coach Jeff Wagner. Coach was hired, Coach Wagner, back on August 18, 2006. And if I've got the record right, 820 games. His record was 339 wins, 478 losses, and three ties. So 16 years. Some people probably haven't known another coach other than Jeff Wagner. And he was relieved of his duties. The statement was at the time, we thank Coach Wagner for his years of service. That was from Marshall Director of Athletics Christian Spears. This was in a news release. And the quote was, the future of Marshall baseball and the experience of our student-athletes as well as the completion of our new baseball stadium, will continue to be our top priority. From the text line, Paul, I don't know anything about the new coach, but what were the circumstances that led to the termination of the previous coach of the Thundering Herd baseball program? i got to be careful here. I don't want to misspeak because, one, uh, there were some things going on in the background I've been told I'm not comfortable enough to to really say what some of those things were. Yeah, I'd be thrown out of court as is like okay, that's hearsay. I mean, a lawyer would te- tear me apart. But as a as a human being, the guy was always nice to me. I know he had a, a gruff personality here or there. I don't know how far that went. I don't know how many fans he had uh, with the administration. Yeah, I know it had to be frustrating being the baseball coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd. And I heard a few things that, again, I'm not 100% comfortable with because I really can't substantiate any of that. You know, some of it sounded like sour grapes to me. Some of it sounded like maybe uh, a, uh, a difference of personalities. And honestly – if you're building a brand new facility and you're trying to restart baseball, you make an evaluation. The baseball coach isn't the athletic director's guy. He he doesn't have a a track record of. I mean, we could qualify all of this by saying. Look, 339 wins on 478 losses and three ties with the facilities and the support that baseball had over the years is pretty good. But there comes a time where, okay, maybe it's time to move on. Maybe Christian Spears, um, again, he's more about student experience. And and some of the things I heard, I'm not trying to dance around it. I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to misspeak, but 
you know, sometimes maybe Coach was um, not the most popular guy in certain circles. All of this factual, I can't tell you that. Guy was mostly nice to me when I had uh, interactions with him. I didn't have any problems with Coach Wagner. So you know, I don't want to misspeak. I don't want to speak out of turn. But, you know, again, I have heard some some things from people. And it sounded like sour grapes a little bit, and some of it wasn't. Um, you know, am I saying too much and trying to answer your question? Probably. Could I substantiate anything that I heard? Probably not. Uh, is it fair to the guy because he's not here to – Defend himself? Yeah, definitely not fair to the guy. He's not here to defend himself. So uh, I'm dancing around it. I'm going to be honest with you. I am dancing around it. But uh, I I know that you're putting a lot of energy and effort into building a top-flight baseball program. And at the end of the day, athletic department felt that he wasn't the guy. He wasn't the guy to, to get it done, and that sometimes happens. And sometimes it doesn't have to be anything. It doesn't have any circumstances. Like, okay, uh, we're moving forward here. We're going to try to build this program. I know there was an even a there was even a petition. There was a petition on Change.org. I know that, and there were people petitioning on Change.org. The wrongful termination of Marshall head baseball coach Jeff Wagner. And it got 215 signatures. And I looked at the petition, and of course, um, there are a lot of exclamation points in, in, the, uh, in the petition. And a lot of guys, a lot of players love the guy. A lot of people love the coach. So, again... Some people I've talked to, from Sour Grapes, other people I've talked to, love the guy. Is there really a – is there an answer I can give you that's going to answer the question for you and be close to reality? I, I don't know. I don't know. But he's not returning, and he did coach a lot of players that uh, – that went on to the next level. He had some success with Marshall University, and there were a lot of people who were upset and not happy that he was let go, especially since he was the guy who had helmed so much of the baseball program's fight to make this happen. He was there for a long time. He doesn't get to see the he doesn't get to see the the end game, the reality of okay, finally there is a new facility for Marshall baseball. There's finally a place. I can finally recruit to this. I can finally finally make this happen. I mean, even some players tweeted some things on this. And some of it was good. Some of it was not so good about this, this, this personnel change. 
I know we took a long we took a long turn to get to the answer, didn't we? That maybe just maybe maybe just maybe he was deemed not the guy to take the program to the next level. I think that's the the answer I'm giving you. From the text line. Hey, here's a here's a name from the past. You remember the name Seth Kinker? You remember that name? He played at Ohio State. He was the 2014 West Virginia Gatorade Player of the Year, the 2014 West Virginia Sports Writers Player of the Year, and he was a two-time first-team All-State selection, a two-time Mountain State Athletic Conference honoree, and he played. Is also um, he's also a three-time All-State selection in golf, and he was a MSAC Player of the Year in his senior season. And he played baseball at Ohio State, so he would have been there when Gregory Beals was the head coach. So, nice little connection there. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll keep the text line open. Football, when we continue, and your text here on this edition of The Drive in ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. It is The Drive, Thursday, January 5th, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. we got Marshall basketball coming up later on. Herds taking on Georgia Southern. We're going to preview that one at 6 o'clock with our pregame show. We do that also in 93.7 The Dog. Looking forward to it. Some herd basketball. Trying to get back on the winning side of things after losing to James Madison. We'll get into that here in just a few moments with you. But football, we got to talk about this because the cross-divisional opponents for the 2023 football season have been announced. Are you ready for this? And I like how they do this. I like how it's structured. It's as if there's a plan. Each of the conference's 14 programs, according to the league, will play one home game and one away game against a cross-divisional foe each season and will play every team in the opposite division at least once every four years. At least once every four years. So... Who did the herd draw? Well, let me tell you. Marshall this year will play host to Arkansas State. I like those folks. I've talked to some of their media. I like I like those folks. So I'm looking forward to that. Marshall going to play host to Arkansas State, and then Marshall will be at South Alabama. So hey, that's that'd be an interesting roader, right? That'd be an interesting road trip. That shouldn't be too. I mean, of course, it's Alabama. I mean, we're not talking about going to North Texas or UTEP here. It's still a drive, but here is the thing. Here's the thing. If anything, you get a little bit of variety every year here with the crossover games. 
It isn't, okay, you played Troy last year, so Troy's got to come back. No, let's mix it up a little bit. Okay. Won't see Troy this upcoming season. You're going to see Arkansas State, and you're going to see South Alabama. So I like it. Here's the East Division draws. App State will get Southern Miss and Louisiana Monroe. Southern Miss will be home. So App State playing host to Southern Miss. I like that. Coastal Carolina gets Texas State and Arkansas State with Texas State being the home game. Georgia Southern gets Louisiana Monroe at home and Texas State on the road. Georgia State gets Troy at home and Louisiana on the road. James Madison gets South Alabama at home and Troy on the road. That's I I think South Alabama's good, so that's going to be a tough tough two games there. Old Dominion gets Louisiana at home and Hey, you remember them, Southern Miss. So Old Dominion and Southern Miss going to go at it. So you remember those. Uh, West Side, uh, Arkansas State will take on Coastal Carolina at home before taking on the herd, or uh, however those games are going to be stacked. But the, the road game, of course, for Arkansas State, the Marshall game. Uh, Louisiana will get Georgia State at home and Old Dominion on the road. ULM will get App State at home, Georgia Southern on the road. Just reinforcing these for you. Uh, South Alabama, of course, Marshall at home, James Madison on the road, uh, Southern Miss. Uh, I like the schedule. Old Dominion and App State. Texas State's got Georgia Southern and at Coastal Carolina. And then Troy, James Madison, and Georgia State. So uh, just, uh, again, put it in context for you what the west side looks like uh, as we run down the east side but arkansas state and south alabama those are the two opponents for the thundering herd i like it i like how the league does this and then maybe next year it'll be different maybe marshall will get to play host to texas state and maybe go on the road to louisiana monroe i don't know Because right now, we know this. Marshall's already faced off against Louisiana. And Marshall's already faced off against Troy. And so coming up is going to be South Alabama and also Arkansas State. So next year, the possibility for Marshall next year is going to be Louisiana Monroe, Texas State, and Southern Miss. Three of those are possible first-time West Division crossover games. And, of course, keep in mind, that'll be year three in the cycle. So this is going to be year two in the cycle. Maybe you get a repeat. Maybe they get a repeat in a year three cycle. But by year four of the cycle... Marshall will have Southern Miss, Texas State, and Louisiana Monroe on the schedule in some form or fashion. So I expect at least two of these, if the schedule doesn't allow it, one of these schools, minimum one. Maximum, of course, of two, minimum of one. So it could be Texas State and Louisiana Monroe. It could be Southern Miss and one of the other two. It could be Southern Miss and Troy coming back, and then you get the other two coming back uh, 
on the schedule the following year. It, it's interesting how they do this, but I like it. Because you can't say that, okay, it's, it's balanced, it's shifted towards one school. Did you want Marshall to play Louisiana and Troy again? The football side of me says, yeah. The, okay, hey, let someone else get uh, a handful of Troy. Let someone else have a handful of Louisiana. Let's get someone else in here. Uh, but, you know, it keeps the schedule fresh a little because there's there's going to be at least a, a different opponent coming in from the West almost on a yearly basis here, a different opponent depending on how you rotate these. And there's going to be potentially a, a different road game and this is separate from the East Division schedule on a yearly basis, which will, you know, go back and forth. This will be different. So you're going to see eventually, in some form or fashion, you're going to travel to Arkansas State, Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe, South Alabama, Southern Miss, Texas State, Troy. You get the point and play host of those schools eventually. And it's going to be different on a yearly basis, and I like it. I absolutely like it. Because you got someone new on the schedule, and it's not going to be, oh, hey, i got to go play that school again. No, there's going to be at least enough variety to keep it interesting and keep it fresh. And I like that. And you never know. I mean, Marshall could be getting the best version of Arkansas State, and that could be a, a, a fight to the finish. Marshall could be getting the very best South Alabama team that's ever been, and that could be a fight to the finish. On the flip side, Arkansas State and South Alabama might be getting the Marshall team that's the best ever. Who knows? So that's where we're at. Back to the text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I got a texture commenting on earlier today. I was talking about uh, baseball connections. We have a baseball connection because, again, if you are from West Virginia, you know somebody. You always know somebody. And the new coach, Marshall Baseball, will be introduced tomorrow, is former Ohio State coach Gregory Beals. And we've got a baseball connection from Cabell Midland High School. A tremendous, tremendous high school athlete and solid baseball player in the college ranks, Seth Kinkner. And so we've got that Cabell Midland connection now. Texture writes in and says, I was a Pony Express guy. My school died with the name Highlanders. Um, yeah, me too. I uh I don't know. I I don't know if I I don't know if it's I can say it okay, yes, it did die for me. But I like Billy Seals a lot. I like the kids. That play for the Huntington Highlanders a lot. I know some of the parents. I know some of the supporters and support staff. Yes, I will die Pony Express. If we're going if we're going that road, I will die Pony Express. Because when I hear Highlanders, I think Huntington East. And we all know that between the two, Huntington High. Pony Express was way better than Huntington East. We all know this. Text line, is the new field going to be turfed? I want to say yes. 
I want to say yes. I will follow up on that tomorrow. I think turf is less expensive to maintain. So I would think you would want to put turf out there. But there's nothing like grass. I know on the soccer side, Chris Grassy has been pushing for grass on the pitch for a while now. Likes the way the ball plays better. So is that going to be a, a turf field or is that going to be a grass field? That's, or is it going to be a combination? That's a good question. I don't remember the answer off the top of my head, but I will ask that. I'm going to say turf. I may be wrong, but I'm saying turf. I think it's going to be turf. That's me delaying because I'm trying to remember if it's going to be turf. It's, it, it's, it's got to be turf, right? It has to be turf. Right now they play on turf. That's what they're used to playing on. That's what they're used to playing on. And I know they did softball with AstroTurf. And I know the renderings from the, the last time we, we saw this, that it was going to be turf. So I'm thinking it's going to be turf. Because we saw the, we saw sort of like the, um, the new rendering for, for this. Let me follow up on that. I'd rather I'd rather tell you correctly than try to pull an answer out of a hat and try to um, try to sound like I'm smarter than um, you know, than everyone else in the room. We'll take a quick time out. Come back. We've got basketball coming up. We'll do it when we continue on this edition of the Drive. ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to the Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting set for basketball here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. In the next few minutes, we will get you set for Marshall at Georgia Southern. Welcome back. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Here until 630, at least with the local side of things. We'll still get your text in. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. I conferred with a couple of people, and I don't think we have a definitive yet on the playing surface, or at least we don't have a, a memory of the playing surface just yet for the new Marshall Baseball Stadium. But I'm still thinking it's going to be turf because that, that was in the original plans. So unless things have changed and they're going with grass and that's going to maybe afford them a better playing surface at a better price, I think it's going to be turf for the new ballpark. We're going to find out tomorrow. We've got the presser 4 o'clock, and then we're going to do the show tomorrow from the stadium, and hopefully we'll have the new coach with us, Greg Rebeals, who was named today as the 29th head coach in program history. So we'll have some potential answers to some of your questions tomorrow, and um there's going to be the presser, and then we're going to have a chance to actually talk to him outside of the presser. So 
they might live stream the presser. We'll have some stuff that they don't have on the live stream. And then if we can, we're going to be able to talk to the new baseball coach. And maybe we'll get a chance to talk to a couple other people, including uh, athletic director Christian Spears. So all that's coming up tomorrow. And, of course, we got basketball coming up tonight. The Thundering Herd taking on Georgia Southern. Marshall coming into this one 12-3. and three. One and one now in Sunbelt play. Georgia Southern, on the other hand, coming into this one, two and zero oh in Sunbelt play. So, will Marshall make it two and one in Sunbelt action, or will the herd suffer its first league road loss? Find out coming up tonight. We've got it for you here on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty and ninety three seven. The dog. You know, despite the setback against James Madison, Marshall is still one of the more prolific scoring offenses in the country. It was a tough loss. Free throws were a big culprit here, losing the James Madison seventy two to sixty six. I mean, Marshall shot. from the field and did four 17 turnovers. But there were some problems. There were some problems in that game. And you got to hit free throws. That's going to kill you every single time. I don't like quoting certain columnists, but I'm going to quote and steal from Chuck Landon. There's a reason why they're called free throws. They're free. Go up to the line, shoot that little easy. Nobody's in your face. No, no pressure. It's you, if you're the home team, it's usually quiet. So no one's screaming, yelling. Uh, and honestly, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen a really aggressive crowd at a Henderson Center uh, trying to throw off the opponent anyway. So I haven't seen that in a long time. I mean, I used to see posters. They don't do that anymore. People would bring posters in of people – that would be in maybe um, attractive clothing, the bathing suit. You, you remember those? I don't think they allow that anymore. Bring signs in. We don't see that. So nobody was nobody was in anybody's face, and they missed all the free throws, and, and that's going to hurt you every single time. Uh, Tavion Kinsey still leading the way for the Thundering Herd. I, I think that's because, um, you know, honestly, I think that's because he's been hanging out on our morning show a lot, Big John and Company. Um, he gets maybe a, like a, every day he gets shooting tips from Bill Cornwell, our news director. That's why Tavion is – no, this is not the reason why Tavion is uh, averaging all of this. But uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be in serious mode here in the next few minutes because uh, we're going up on the big stick, 93.7 The Dog. They turned the country music off for me. What? No, no, no. We, we, turn, it, we turn it off for me for, for an hour and a half. And the basketball game in between. So we got that coming up tonight here. Uh, Georgia Southern, the opponent. We got it for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And don't forget, you can always text during the pregame and you can also text in during the postgame, especially during the postgame. And we should have comments from Dan D'Antoni after the game. So after it's over, hopefully the herd's got a victory. We will have his post-game comments, and you'll get that on our post-game. So stick around after the game's over. Come right back here if um, 
If you're going to watch it on TV, come back here for our post game. We'll get your feedback. Marshall taking on Georgia Southern. We've got it for you here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930 and on 93.7 The Dog. Uh, I had someone text in earlier uh, about the old days of Huntington High, Huntington East, the Highlanders name, and uh, said whoopee. There's going to be like another 20 or 30 years, and then Pony Express people like myself, we're just going to start fading away. Another 40 years, you won't even know there was ever a Pony Express. It's going to be all Huntington Highlanders. There will not be any more alum really being vocal about being from the old days of Huntington High and the Pony Express. I mean, until they throw me off the air, I'm still going to be pretty loud about it, but... Should have never changed. I mean, I know we're talking about the state champions here, the Huntington Highlanders. We're talking about state champions, but it should have been the Huntington Pony Express. Should have been the Huntington Pony Express. What was better than Pony Express? Name another school anywhere close by that had the, the nickname of Pony Express. All right, we've gone a little too far left. Let's get back to center. We will come back here in a few moments, and we've got basketball for you. Marshall in action against Georgia Southern. You can hear it here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930 and 93.7 Dogs. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 